This is Brother Chris Hewitt back with you again for another part of our series on living in the land for life. In our first episode, and you can go back and watch or listen to all these, but in our first episode, we uh, introduced the thought of how Isaac was the only one of the Old Testament patriarchs in the book of Genesis to live in the promised land his entire life. And then we talked about what the spirit-filled life was in that in that episode and how it's it's just simply allowing God to have the control of your life being filled with the spirit is not God not you get more God but God getting more of you and then we we started examining these uh, uh, episodes if you will of Isaac's life and what is going to have to take place in our lives that happened in Isaac's life in order for us to live in the spirit, that live in the land for life. And the first thing we found out in our second episode is something supernatural is going to have to take place. And the supernatural was the second birth. Isaac was a birth that uh, man said could not happen. That uh, even his parents said, "This ain't, there's no way this can happen." Uh, I, uh, Sarah laughed at God uh, when when he said it. And then we we talk about how something supernatural. We talked about how God always honors the second birth. And we went through the book of Genesis and all these instances of God, Cain and Abel, God recognizes the second birth. We talk about uh, Esau and Jacob, God recognizes the second birth, so on. And and so, and then last episode, we talked about how Ishmael, the type of the old man, will rise up against Isaac, the type of the new man, and try to beat him down and try to run him off and try to run him out and, and lord over him. And we talked about that battle within us that as uh, once we get saved, we're still in this flesh and the old man will rise up and, and, and try to beat down the new man. And we the only way we can conquer that old man, that, that flesh, that Ishmael in our lives is by subjecting it to the Father. Putting uh, subjection is help, help. And that's what happened in Isaac's life. He could not defeat Ishmael on his own. And we can't defeat Ishmael on our own. And we have to subject ourselves to God and his power every day in order to conquer Ishmael in our lives. But today, we want to get to the next episode. And if we're going to live in the land for life, there's going to have to be surrender that takes place in our lives. Uh, subjection is, God, I need your help. Uh, taking your hands off of it. God, I need your help. Surrender is God, I'll do what you want me to do. So let's go to Genesis chapter 22, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. Genesis 22 verse 1, And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here am I. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah and Offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went upon, unto the place of which 
God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord came unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the pl that place Jehovah Jireh as it is uh, said to this day in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen so today we want to talk about surrender many times and I'm not criticizing this because I preached it the other way myself we emphasize on Abraham's part in this story but very few times have I ever heard anybody talk about Isaac's part in this story and if you if you look at this it took some big surrender in the life of Abraham. We understand that to give up his only son. And again, in verse 13 or in verse 12, God is only recognizing that second birth, thy own thine only son. Okay? God said that. Not Abraham. God said that. So you hear me? God is recognizing the second birth, and that's what he recognizes even today is that second birth. But you hear me today there has to be some surrender take place. It wasn't just Abraham, but Isaac had to surrender to the will of his father. And this is such a beautiful picture. I want to say a few things about surrender today. Number one, surrender is a place of solitude. Look what it said. The father said this. Abraham said this. In verse 5, he said, And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. Listen, today... Surrender is oftentimes a place of solitude. Those playmates, those friends, those those fellow uh, young men that uh, were the, of the, probably the same age as Isaac, they had to stay down at the bottom of the mountain. It was not Isaac being rough. It was not uh, Abraham being mean. But there was some things that needed to take place between Isaac and his father. And friend of mine, can I say that everybody can't surrender just like you do. Sometimes you have to leave somebody at the bottom of the mountain. Uh, most of the time, a surrender Surrender is a solitary place. It's a lonely place. And you you and I have to surrender anyways. It, it, there, there's times that the Father requires that, not that we sit and always separate from people for, forever, but there are some places of surrender that only you and I can go on our own with the Father. And that's what took place here. And surrender oftentimes is you having to separate yourself or, or, or walk away sometimes in solitude and surrender on your own to God. Yes, if you're a young person watching, great, you've got a youth, youth group, excuse me. 
and you got a youth group and you got peers around you where you can serve God with. But friend of mine, they're not always going to be there. You may be a, a, a pastor watching and you've always got people around you and you've always got people that understand. But there's going to come a day when the only person that's going to understand is the Father. And we have to surrender that will. Maybe it's a missionary working and you're on the backside of nowhere. And a long time ago, you surrendered your life to God and you decided that, hey, no, though none go with me, still I will follow. And you had to leave some people down at the bottom of the mountain. Hey, friend, keep on going with the Father because you're never alone. It may seem solitary because all the other young men and other young women and all the other uh, Baptists or Christians are at the bottom of the mountain. But friend of mine, when you're on the mountain with the Father, you got all the company you need. Amen? So this, we find out surrender is a, sol- a place of solitude. But then we find out that surrender is a place of service. God did not save us to sit. Look at this. And Abraham took the wood. If you're going to live in the land for life, these are the things that's going to take place in our lives as well. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon his son Isaac. Listen, neighbor, you're going to have to, there will be times of solitude, but there's going to be times when you're going to have to bear a load, that I'm going to have to bear a load. Hey, the thing that's missing the most in the ministry today is ministering to people. And friend of mine, it is a work of the ministry. And, and everybody wants something handed to them. Everybody wants something free. They get out of Bible college, they got a degree, they got they want a shiny car, they want a big church, a big house. But neighbor, that's not always God's plan. God's plan is for us to, and if you've got all those things, praise God for it. Hallelujah. But neighbor, God may want you to dig a ditch. God may want you uh, to go and, and pass out tracts. He does want you to do that. I know that. Amen. God, we don't have to uh, pray about that. We're supposed to be getting the gospel out. But God may want you to go to the other side of the world and labor and build something so that the next generation... Uh, may inherit something that's worth going with. Hey, neighbor, it's not always, uh, we don't always get to uh, be trail walkers. Sometimes we have to be trail blazers. And the service in the Lord, hey, we got to surrender. And it's a place of service where God will put, God, and, and I heard I heard uh, Leonard Ravenhill say this years ago, and it pricked my heart. Maybe the reason God won't give you a burden is because he can't trust you with it. And maybe the reason God's not letting you serve him it's because he can't trust you. I think of the church of Philadelphia in the book of Revelation 3. said they had little strength, but they were doing a lot with little. And then God gave them an open door that no man can shut. A lot of us want an open door that no man can shut before we do anything for God. But God said, because you've done a lot with this little, I'm going to give you a lot to do because you've been faithful over the small things and neighbor until we're faithful over the just walking up the mountain under a burden with God neighbor God's not going to trust us with anything else so we see the surrender is a place of solitude it's a place of service but it's a place of silence he asked one question Isaac spake unto Abraham his father verse 7 and said my father and he said here am I my son and he said Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. He didn't say anything else. It was, Isaac didn't say anything when the knife was up in the air. Isaac didn't say anything when he was placed on that altar. Isaac didn't complain. He was completely, fully surrendered to the Father. And neighbor, I wonder how often do we complain? Do we we run our mouths. Uh, my wife said years ago, complaining is spiritual vomiting. And I say, God help us. She's right. Today, 
how often do we complain about where God has us? I, me, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty. Neighbor, let's not surrender. Isaac didn't complain. Isaac didn't call out, Dad, what are you doing? Lord, uh, Father, I, I don't understand this. God, Father, I need you to explain this to me. No, neighbor, let's not surrender. Once he had a, a word from the Father, he didn't say another thing. He was surrendered to it. And that's what surrender is, friend. Surrender is not complaining and running around belly aching. Surrender is whatever comes our way. We trust the Father's will is best. And listen, there's so much can be said about Moriah. Moriah means chosen by Jehovah. God chose this spot. God chose this. And God's choosing some things in your life that you may not understand. I may not understand. But listen, neighbor, the best life that you could ever have is living in the land and walking up the mountain. Yes, it might be burdensome. Yes, it might be hard. Yes, there may things happen. There may things have to die in your life that you don't want to die. But friend, you're with the Father and you're in communion with Him. And we are going to have to face these times of surrender in our life if we're going to live in the land for life. Uh, he, he received the Father's will because He had the Father's word. That's why He was able to trust it. Listen, I'm not trusting in some vague faith. I'm trusting in the word of God today. And neighbor, you, get, you need to get in this book. And that's what we trust. That's what we put our faith in is what God has said. And uh, I, I, I'll say this. We need a generation that is not so consumed with self. I'm included. God help me. We need, a, we need a generation that is consumed and surrendered to what God wants for our lives. And neighbor, if we would get to that point where we were surrendered completely and wholly over to what God wants, I believe we could see a revival in our churches, in our homes, in our nation, and in this world. Where's the pioneering spirit? Everybody wants something for free. I mean, we're not socialists by, by name, but we're, we're socialists by action, aren't we? We want, we want something for free. Everybody wants a church for free. Everybody wants a ministry for free. They want no surrender. They want no service. They, see, uh, and I hate to even bring him up, but Ulysses S. Grant, the, the general of the North during the Civil War, the last one, uh, the last general of the North during the Civil War, he had a nickname, U.S. Grant, U Unconditional Surrender Grant. You didn't get to make parlay. You didn't make, get to make provisions and surrender into him. And neighbor, we don't get to make parlay. We don't get to make, we don't get to make provisions. We don't get to ask for our reasoning and our way and surrender to God. It's all or nothing. So today, what are you going to do? If you're going to live in this land, if you're going to live the spirit-filled life all the days of your saved life, you're going to have to live a life of surrender. Jesus said it best in Matthew 16. If any man be my disciple, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Will you follow him today? Go up the mountain with God. Get under the burden. Let's be quiet about it. Let him have his way with us. God bless you. I hope this has been a blessing, a blessing to you. Until, ne until next time. Don't you hear my Savior calling I said, who will go and work today? Yes, fields are ripe and harvest waiting. Who will bear the sheep?